Content warning, the film we are about to review contains torture, suicide, deicide, public execution, themes of anti-Semitism, themes of transphobia, themes of ableism. By continuing to listen to this podcast, you expressly agree to hear blasphemous and sacrilegious statements. We're keeping the Christ in Chris massacre by beating the Christ out of Christmas as we review Mel, Gibson, Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ on this most holly jolly episode of Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast. I am that I am your horror host, Josh, and with me in the desert is the anti-host, John. John, how are you feeling after watching this movie? Papa! <laughs> Papa! Adonai! <laughs> Adonai! <laughs> I'm feeling, uh, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. That movie, I've never watched that movie. I've avoided it like the plague, but, uh... I'll be honest, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a lot. Um, Whew, it's a lot. It is one of the most gruesome films I've ever seen. Yeah, which is why we, which why we picked it for this. Like, it's, it's an absolute gore fest. It does not, it did not sell itself or market itself as a horror film. So I feel we can probably go easy on judging it on that criteria because it wasn't a, attempting to be a horror film. It was just using using the theme the things that horror movies use to um to do something to save humanity. Yeah, from itself. <laughs> itself, yeah, it's, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to pull a to pull the the biggest fast one of all time on Satan. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, oh, Satan. He's, she's whatever. Oh, transphobia is right there in it, right, oh, right in the right intention of it too. Oh, baby phobia, just right up there. Oh man, aren't people with any sort of physical abnormality just actually evil? <laughs> <laughs> Movable, like living nose boogers, just all oh, over the place. Yeah. Oh, man. Bad teeth, you are going to hell. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to call it out that Jim Caviezel had to wear an enormous nose prosthetic for the entire filming of this movie. For what reason, one might ask? <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? But of all the effects, that was the worst effect in the movie. Except for his eyes. <laughs> yeah, why why was that thing going on with his eye where like also it made the hair around his eye glow? Like if he if he had like some of his bangs dropping down into his eye line, they also glowed green with I guess he has the shining? He yeah, he has CG eyes. Caviezel <laughs> 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 uh, has blue eyes and so in order to give him the piercing eyes of Jesus, they oh, yeah. uh, digitally gave him brown eyes instead of just doing contacts. Yeah, but then also sometimes, did, did you see it where sometimes his eyes glowed green whenever he... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't either. I, I forgot to look that little little nugget up. I'm sure I had to look got... up why... Yeah, I mean, ahead. I'm not a you know I'm not a Christy dude, but uh, I had to look up why. I was like, why passion? They didn't seem. I mean, I, I guess he's a pretty passionate dude, but 
Passion, of course, in Latin means uh, suffer. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know so that. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and so it's commonly referred to as a passion play, and I really like uh, Mel Gibson's intention with this. His intention was all right. So everyone does passion plays. There's passion plays out the wazoo. Passion plays have literally been fueling the extermination of the Jews for centuries. But I want to do something different. I want to really rake it over the coals, as it were. And, and that's I want, I want it's cool be... that he wanted no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was cool that he did the the. He was like, "We're gonna play up the violence. We're gonna really make this be about the fleshy, bodily suffering of some guy," and uh, and that was really cool. Other things, other creative choices he made, not so cool. Um, <laughs> some of them were just like downright anachronistic like the use of latin that di- that was not happening but it definitely uh the the choice of linguistics in this movie was explicitly to create three sides the good jews speaking aramaic the bad jews speaking hebrew and the innocent bystander romans who will be the future of the only good church on earth speaking latin Right. <laughs> yep. Had to throw a couple guards in there that that uh, saw the error of their ways. Yeah. Yeah. Even even like the languages used on his little placard that they hung above him on the cross, those are like obviously not the right languages for that situation because everyone be talking Greek up in that bitch. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... For the most part, we could just go ahead and say there were a lot of anti-Semitic uh, choices made on behalf of one Mel Gibson, the guy that yelled at a police officer about how the Jews are ruining everything, mm-hmm. um, who is the son of a man who is so against the Jews that he believes that the Pope is invalid ever since Vatican II, and therefore the the seat of the Catholic Church is left absent and that there is no valid Pope at the moment because of all of that not hating the Jews enough business. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty out there. Yeah. Like there you blame thoughts. blame an entire blame an entire uh belief system for the death of your Lord who was a Jew. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, fine. Yeah. Everyone he was, he was a good one. Yeah, everyone there, everyone involved was was a bunch of Jews, and uh, except there were some Samaritans and some Romans, and um, also maybe the 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 Bible was against like racist against Samaritans, <laughs> like yeah, I don't yeah. know what was was that about? I don't yeah. know. It's weird, but you it, know, hey, they they patched it up, and then they they unified around um, their common hatred of Muslims. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We can at least stomp those guys out. Let's not talk about the Epic of Gilgamesh. No. <laughs> so, so back in 2004 when this movie came out, the Anti-Defamation League was like super like, hey, please don't do stuff to make uh, anti-Semitism stronger in America. And he just would not return their calls. And here we are almost 20 years later and uh, Kanye West and Donald Trump and uh, some guys. I don't know. 
certainly fueled by that fire. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's okay because this movie is going to have a sequel. Yeah, thank God this movie <laughs> gets a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the world's been clamoring for. Oh, what a good time for it, too. You know what I feel will really be good? What if we just gave Mel Gibson 20 years to go crazier and think about it? And then in this political climate, let's get him to direct the next part of, of Jim Caviezel's story. Who, Jim Caviezel... <laughs> Uh, struck by lightning during the filming of this movie and yes. uh, then turned into, uh, was already maybe not entirely on his rocker, but ha now believes that, um, what, probably the Jews are draining the blood of children and using, like, the special parts of the blood to stay alive forever or something. Mm. You know, that old hat. Mm, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just science. Yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. argue with 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 uh, brother Jim. Yeah, <laughs> deal in the flask bison, <laughs> brother Jim, the meta god. <laughs> oh man! But enough about the things behind the movie. The movie itself kind of neat, especially if you're a horror person and you like practical effects. Yeah. Um, or CGI effects. There's a weird marriage of practical and CGI effects in this movie that are done to fantastic use. Yeah. Um, this movie came out just before torture porn exploded onto the scene. Mm -hmm. So you can really tell that it was pumped and primed and ready to go. Also, before the new French extremity was really going. Yeah. Um, this came out years before Martyrs. So yeah. it's it's there. It definitely kind of, in its own way, set the stage for the the extreme it was going to visually assault the planet in the horror world. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Oh, God. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's funny because it's, he's a talented filmmaker. It's, it's as as far as films go, it's, it's a pretty cool film. I mean, he, he chose to, you know, shoot in foreign languages, maybe not the actual languages being spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But not English. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's kind of interesting. And uh, But just as far as the way the film flowed, I mean, it's... For a film that's two hours long and basically is just a, a movie of a dude getting whipped, uh, yeah. it moves pretty quickly. <laughs> it does. It does. I will say his, his timing... Like, because he's focusing on, like, all of the flogging and the crucifixion, he he makes that the the timeline of the movie, but he also wants to squish a bunch of other nonsense in there. So this movie is abusive with the flashbacks. Yes, it is. That's true. That is a little bit abusive with the flashbacks. And by little bit, I mean a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, like at first you're like, oh, that's a neat little flashback. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, another flashback. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a day. Uh, oh, we're flashing back to the same flashback as before? <laughs> oh, okay. So Yeah, yeah, it was a bit yeah. much. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we should go over before uh, summarizing it in fewer than 500 words? Uh, kudos to Argentina for winning the World Cup. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That, I don't understand how football works, and the only broadcast available to me was in Spanish. Yep. Um, 
That was a great game, though. We literally, we both just, like, r- hustled over to our computers after watching the game that didn't finish until, like, two minutes before our recording schedule. L- yeah, literally. And it, as as any of you who followed it know, it ended up going to penalty kicks, which is what happens if they get through all the extra time and everything, and it's still tied. Each team has a chance to take five penalty kicks, uh, best, best out of five, you know, first team to get to a certain whatever, so France won. And it yeah. was very exciting. So yeah, except Argentina. Except won. that Argentina won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that game was awesome. I don't know soccer very well, so to me, it seemed like Argentina was way better than France, and France just got lucky uh, about three times. Um, but it could have been not that. I also, I really hate the penalty kickoff as the game ender. Like, it's it's good because f- at least something's happening, mm-hmm. which a lot of a soccer game is nothing happening. It's just, like, I don't understand why they kick the ball all the way back to the goalie. Like, I don't know what that's about. And I also don't know why any time any single one of them gets even the littlest love tap, they fall down like they've been shot. Definitely a, a facet of the game that's grown completely out of control and and needs to be dealt with. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like like you you get you get like grazed barely across the forearm, and then you have to breathe grass for the next five minutes. I, I know. I don't get that. I've I was you know as a kid, I played soccer. Certainly wasn't on a world class level. Um, no. Got kicked in the shins many, many times. Um, had my ankle stepped on. Had my crotch kicked. Um, all of those things. I never rolled on the ground for five minutes, ever. <laughs> <laughs> had cramps, like hamstring cramps. I still was able to get up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, and those guys, there there were a few where I was like, oh, that looks like that could kind of hurt. But maybe it's because we watch, you know, American football and it's like, oh, I just saw that guy's bones break in half. <laughs> yeah. Where, where these guys are like, oh, well, you, you poked me in my elbow and now I have to cry in the dirt. I think there's a lot of different reasons why they do it. Sometimes they do it to delay the game. You know, sometimes they do it to catch their breath. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's sometimes they're actually hurt, but I think a lot of that is when you're running so much, you have any oh, excuse yeah. you can get to take a breather. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's like, oh man, no, my ankle's still hurt. Just give me a minute. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh nice grass. <laughs> By the way, this grass is really nice. If you ever get down here. <laughs> I didn't know you'll had grass like this in Qatar. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tiring to watch that. It's uh those guys are just constantly running full tilt. I love though like in other games in order to take a breather like those guys do, they have to stop the clock and in this game they've all just agreed like, "All right, guys, here here, let's just like kind of like boot the ball around for a second. <sighs> okay, all right, we're good." <laughs> and then they add extra time anyway, which can it seems so arbitrary. In the World Cup, they were adding like 10 minutes on the end of the game. But nobody had really gotten injured or anything. Like, the game was never delayed for 10 minutes. Why are you adding... Are you just having so much fun? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. 10 more. Fuck it. 
I will say it was nice that there were so few commercials. Like, yeah. there were so few opportunities to shoot commercials in there. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this to baseball. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That was great. By the way, also, one of the announcers was Argentinian. That guy at the end who sounded like he was crying was because he was yeah. crying. <laughs> nice. Is he the guy calling goal? I don't think he's... <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think he's him. I think he's... I think he's... uh, I think he's like the color commentator guy or whatever. I don't know. But he was hysterical. At one point, he was even like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'd also never encountered this goal-calling guy's style where you're allowed to just take a breath in the middle and then do some more goal. Like, I thought the whole idea was that you're supposed to do, like, one big, long goal all in one gasp, and then this guy was just like, Oh! Oh! Isn't am I right? Yeah, he's probably tired too. It's been a long, yeah. it's been a long uh, championship or whatever the fuck yeah. the thing. I don't know. Cup. Yeah. Copa. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, it's good. World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the one soccer game I've watched in the last four years. <laughs> there you good for another four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those guys are super athletic. I'm exhausted. I weigh five hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that game was terrible. I ran out of Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> <sighs> okay. All right. Mel Gibson's <clears throat> The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that game was terrible. Uh, I ran out of Cheez-Its. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. No, it, it's good. It opens the way a good horror movie should with a Bible verse describing violence. Thank yeah. you. Oh, good. Um, we see Jesus having a sad time in a moody forest, a la Lord of the Rings, while his buddies take a nap. Elsewhere, Judas gets shame-paid 30 silver points by a gathering of wizards. A wormy-nosed Satan tries to convince Jesus not to do some alluded-to craziness. Her pussy snake slithers toward him, and he stomps on it. Okay. There we go. Uh, then we see Judas and Jesus have a really sweet romantic kiss scene, and then Jesus, uh, Judas's homophobic military buddies attack. An ear is gorily lopped off, but Jesus slaps that bad boy back on there, no problem. Uh... <laughs> Jesus is then led away in chains. He spots Judas under a bridge like a troll, and his eyes do that glowy green thing. Um, And then for a second, Judas is chased by a scary ghost. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we get a flashback to that one time that Jesus invented the table and chairs. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) He was a carpenter. (laughs) He, He was such a carpenter. They're like, oh, a table all the way up here this is silly (laughs) Uh, then jesus is brought before the wizards he is accused of a bunch of stuff and then does a heresy uh peter then denies knowing jesus three times and we flash back to jesus telling him he would do that great Judas is then chased by demon children out of the town until he hangs himself with a rope that he found on a maggoty camel corpse in the desert. 
we're introduced to Pontius Pilate and his wife, who just won't shut up about some nightmare she had last night. <laughs> Pontius interviews Jesus and determines that he should be sent to a really cool party at Herod's place. Uh, Herod says Jesus isn't guilty, sends him back to Pontius. Pontius then does some political theater and commands Jesus to be tortured, but not killed. The part of that is he they they does this whole like all right do you want me to release uh, Jesus or this guy Barabbas who is a horrible murderer and they call for Barabbas. This is the political theater part and it kind of bothers me because if you read the Bible as someone that has read like any other history book mm -hmm. in the rest of your life, <laughs> you're like, oh, that guy was like a political dissident that like probably killed a Roman dude at a protest or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's but in the movie he's like a giggling crazy murder maniac yes a brown tooth just maniacal goon yeah <laughs> exactly he's all lascivious so they like let him go it's like really you're gonna let this guy go <laughs> uh, part of part of the accusations at this movie is the fact that Pontius Pilate is historically known to be a horrific tyrant and in this movie he's like the cool white guy that didn't want to do the bad thing also in the bible he's kind of portrayed as the semi-heroic white guy that didn't want to do the the bad thing but the books that describe that were written like 35 years later in a different political climate and that definitely didn't have anything to do with any of this mm -mm. no because this is the word of god yeah god word yeah that changes. Yeah. That's all right. It's good. Don't worry about um, it. Also, by the way, washing your hands in the Bible, really kind of a chill experience. Just bring over a little bowl of water and kind of splash it over your hands a little bit, and then you're done. You've washed your hands. So, oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, water, that's just if you're poor. If you're wealthy, it's just some oil. Just, yeah. Just rub some extra virgin on them them things, and, and they're good to go. Lube up, clean. Yeah, just start touching stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's that? I'll eat it. With these. Uh, we then get a very extended sequence of Jesus being flogged by joyful Roman soldiers with some really top-notch makeup effects. One of the things they did was they, they like, fucked up his... They, he, he, he was in makeup for, like, six hours a day. And, uh, and so... They didn't want to do, like, shitty CGI, so what they did is they put in the makeup effects of the wounds and covered them with CGI, and then as the whip went over the spot, they dragged the CGI off of it so that it would just appear, which is fucking great. Like, 2004, great job. It looked really good. It was really well done. Yeah, he... It's apparently took 10 hours to get that fucking makeup on, and then there were mm -hmm. days where he, they'd get the makeup on, and then the weather would go shit. And he would, like, go to bed in full makeup. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he developed a Jesus complex. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, oh, and yeah, part of the thing is to get the makeup right, they had this special chair for him where he was, like, sitting on basically a fancy bicycle seat. And he had these these little, like, armrests up above his shoulders. And so he would just sit like this for hours while they applied the makeup all over his body. So he's already doing, like, the Jesus pose and, like, probably losing sensation in his hands. That That's that's just, that's 
That's how you prepare someone to join QAnon. Yeah, they put that guy through the ringer, man. They got pneumonia up on the cross and like dislocated his shoulder with the fucking thing and yeah started believing dumb shit i mean he really like (laughs) (laughs) that dude did not stand a chance he really did (laughs) it's great i think it was this year that i realized that jim caviezel and henry cavill aren't the same person i know i know it's tough (laughs) it's still tough even when you know (laughs) (laughs) the struggle is real (laughs) oh did you did you catch that like a, a large number of the cast and crew converted to Catholicism after they made that film. Oh, man. Did you catch that there's controversy about whether or not the Pope said something about the movie? That is so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> what? Check the emails. Yeah. <laughs> Read His Holiness's emails. I was just like, really? Come on. I did not see that about the conversion thing. That's crazy. There was a Muslim that converted. There were, uh, you know, people. Like There was an atheist, apparently, that converted. I'm like, what a bunch of pussies, man. Would you, yeah, you guys make a fucking movie and that's your selling point? Man, just stay on an abusive film set for a few weeks with Mel Gibson and he'll do anything to get away, including convert to Catholicism. <laughs> Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning for ours. <laughs> Jim Caviezel, like, and another guy, I think. I think it was, like, yeah. one of the other cast members. Like, they both got struck by lightning, and people were like, oh, wow, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you stand on top of a fucking hill with giant cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently it was really cold, and the wind was blowing hardcore the entire time. So, yeah, the whole time he was up there, he was just, like, miserable. Yeah. yeah got pneumonia. Yeah. yeah, fuck all of that. Jesus, Let's make man. a sequel. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, so the flogged by Roman soldiers. Uh, we see Satan in the crowd with a hairy-backed Antichrist baby. Great. <laughs> um, we see a flashback to Jesus doing sexy feet stuff with his favorite young men. Um <laughs> Then the soldiers put a crown of thorns on Jesus, and then lots more flashbacks, flashbacks on flashbacks, flashbacks within other flashbacks, alluding to other flashbacks. Uh, And then he's led out to be crucified. He's carrying the cross. There's like a whole thing where he like hugs it, and they're like, why are you doing that? And he's like, I don't know. And um, (laughs) they're whipping him the whole time, so he keeps falling, and, and at this point, his skin, they flogged him so much that his skin looks like like an old sheet of paper that you folded as many times as you could possibly fold it, and then, like, left that in the back visor of your car for three years, and then pull it out and unfold it, and that's what his skin looks like. His skin like. was very tired. so every time he falls down we're seeing like little bits of rock and sand get into his open wounds they did really good job on like making it where it's like oh you can see like the fat the little layer of fat popping out from his skin and then you can see all of his ribs sticking out it's it looked delicious yeah Um, striations in his muscles when he was up on the crosses yeah 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 great job great stuff (laughs) um uh, then he's nailed to the cross. They really go in on that, including, like, they paid attention to the fact that they flipped him over and, like, hammered the end of the nail in, and it's, like, bleeding, and you're like, oh, that 
probably well, it probably didn't hurt as much as the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I just kept thinking at, at this point, this this guy would have. I mean, it wouldn't would it even be considered pain anymore at that point? He would have just been. I mean that that was that was an amount of abuse that I've never seen anyone take in any movie or TV show. Yeah, um, I mean I understand that's the point and all, but you know, yes, he was. The idea is that he endured that as a man, and like they, the the fact that he even survived as long as he did should have converted everybody. Oh, but they're yeah. just like, hey, uh, you know, it just occurred to me that I think I I personally think I whipped him like a hundred times, yeah. and uh, <laughs> like he doesn't look like he's doing good, dude, but like he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, like did you hear that quip he told his mom? It was like deep. That dude's still thinking cool. Also, come on, his mom is seventy and she looks great, dude. That's a miracle. <laughs> that she honestly probably was not seventy. Like she was like. What, probably 12 when she got pregnant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, it's like, wait a minute, what's going on yeah. here? There is also a lot of business where, like, af- after the garden, like, uh, Mary Magdalene and and Mary, like, wake up in a bed together, and they're like, oh, where's where's our threesome buddy? It's just very confusing if you don't already know the story. <laughs> but I will Correct. say, watching this movie without knowing the story would be way better. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? This is awesome. <laughs> I, I love this time period. <laughs> also, nice sandals, bro. Oh man, good sandals! Uh, all all of the attire in here, like those those little head things, where you can really see how coarse the fiber is. Good, good stuff. I I just love the fetishization of pain and blood, and like they they're they're wiping it up off the floor. You know when he's been originally scourged at the pole, and you know they're like clinging these these linens to them, soaked in his blood. You know like. When Mary kisses his feet, or whoever the fuck kisses his feet at the end, and she's got blood all over her mouth, you know, it's like, wow, you guys are, you guys are fucking sick, man. What is wrong with you people? Dude, yeah, Christians wear a cross. Like, that's, that's the thing. It, every, every Catholic church has a crucifix. A lot of them have a fake Jesus up on it, like he's still on the cross. It's, it's very weird, and it's, um... So, so it's like a, a a religion based around one dude's horrific death, and also they're all cheering for the time that we all die. So it's kind of a death cult, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the ultimate death cult, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dicks. <sighs> Let's see, maybe the penultimate death cult now. Nah, <laughs> This section of the movie between him getting flogged and getting crucified, this is over a two-hour-long movie, and a full, at least, hour of it is that. Yeah. Uh, inter Intermixed with tons of flashbacks to all of those times that Jesus was young and sexy, and you could really, really tell that the nose prosthetic wasn't <laughs> the same tone as skin because the light shone through it wrong. <laughs> It really didn't work, did it? It really didn't. Way better when it was gory and they could like make it look sweaty and dirty and bloody. It's like, okay, that's a good prosthetic. But whatever, he had to look handsome with the fake schnoz. It's just so weird. It's like, what is with... I didn't realize Jimmy Durante was Jesus. Ha-cha-cha-cha! 
there is a very unlovely scene where um all of a sudden we're looking at the at the fucking hilltop from above and and the camera lens like warps and then it turns out that it was a a, a droplet of water perhaps a raindrop or one of god's own tears no, i know that, that falls to the ground and makes a big explosion of dirt um and apparently like Mel Gibson was very proud of it. I watched a video where he was like, yeah, they did a lot of stuff. That was one of like three CGI effects we did in the movie. And, uh, and it really, really almost came out the way that I'd envisioned it. (laughs) (laughs) It, I have to say it, it it took me out of it a little bit. It was so bad. (laughs) It's real bad. But, but man, people thought it was so good. I know. It's like one of God's tears. Yeah, that was weak. And then and then that was immediately followed by the centurion poking Jesus to make sure he's dead and then getting the like blood cocky <laughs> yeah. scene where it's just like <laughs> I believe in the Bible it's called streams of living water because then it was it started as blood but then it came out as pure water and that dude was like then baptized in the come of jesus or something i don't know consecrated in the lord's load oh oh, yes (laughs) what a great song title (laughs) oh my god Uh, they take his body down and the camera zooms in on the bloody crown and nails and then it goes and looks at Mary, and then it comes back to the bloody crown and nails and zooms in on it some more, because Christians are super into the stuff. And man, if you climb up these stairs on your knees and kiss each one or whatever, maybe you'll get to see something that someone said was one of these nails or something. (laughs) I know, it's like, okay. (sighs) Um... Then Mary looks at the at the camera accusingly. Um, then we see the tomb with the with the big round rock roll open. Um, there's a burial shroud that suddenly empties, like Obi Wan Kenobi is in it on the Death Star. Uh. And then we see Jesus's naked ass as he stands up and walks out of the tomb. All of his skin and everything is intact, just just big old holes in the palms of his hands. Which really makes me wonder, because you see that a lot in all of these, that like, oh yeah, he's fine, he just has holes in his hands. It's like, well, what happened to all the other shit they did to him? Shouldn't, if he's, if he's still got holes in his hands, his whole body should be all ripped up and he should be the bloody dripping avatar of God. Why would he even have holes in his hands? What's the point of having stigmata at that point when he's trans, what is it, transmogrified? What's the word? Where he's transitioned over from like humanity like he's no longer human he's he's a he's a he's gone to his next form <laughs> you know yeah. it's like his next form with big rubbery latex holes in his hand <laughs> it's so it's so that he can't scoop up water anymore <laughs> <laughs> drink from wait a minute drink uh, from, hold on drink uh, from a shop bucket yeah here here i'll dip my hair in the water and then let you drink it with your feet yeah, chew on this sponge. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was an act of mercy. <laughs> and I think, I want to say that in the Bible, it's not even a sponge with water. It's like vinegar or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
I feel bad. Give him some yeah. vinegar. Yeah, give him a, a vinegary sponge. <laughs> give him some vinaigrette. <laughs> and and uh, and that's the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. 2004. Mel Gibson. That's it. Yep, that's it. And uh, it's uh, every bit as gory as they said it would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's intense. You see him. They're basically like just whipping him constantly, even even after they finished flogging him. The, a part of that flogging was they they've got him like chained up to this thing and they're hitting him on the back and the side. There's this great scene that they focus on where the cat of nine tails like sticks into his ribs and then they have to just yoink it off and a bunch of a chunk of him comes with it. Yeah, that was really impressive. And then they flip him over so they can go after that belly like a kitty cat. Yeah, I love that, 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 you know, like, numbers are always so important. Like, you know, there's the 30 pieces of silver and the 39 lashes and the, you know, and the this and that. But then, you know, yeah, okay, he was lashed 39 times plus, like, a thousand. I mean, (laughs) they whipped him, they whipped him perpetually all the way up until even when that fucking Simon dude came in, they were still whipping him. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That was weird. I don't know. Also, by the way, Veronica, the uh, yes. the, the lady that comes out and get, tries to give him the drink, uh, she's one of the lead characters in season two of The White Lotus. Oh, nice. I that need to watch that show. It's fucking great. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to watch it then. It's really good. Really good. She's That one takes place in Italy. She's obviously, she's Italian. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Italians in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Some some of the Romans looked very Roman, like Pontius Pilate. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know where they found that dude. Like they went to the Roman store and spent top dollar for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they asked some dude, "Hey, do you know where we could get a breastplate that has like indentations for all of the abs?" And he was like, "Oh, why yes, right here." And they're like, "Wait, let me see your face. <laughs> you is your name Giuseppe by any chance?" <laughs> What are your feelings on football? <laughs> uh, do you hate the Jews? Yeah, just, 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 you know, not, not an ag- aggressive amount, just enough that you'd really like to, you know, you know. You know, like the bad ones, wink. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So I was, I was Googling about the practical effects in this movie. And one of the things I found was a, like alt uh like a a website that is a forum that is for like catholic alternate society or whatever where like they even have like a whole section devoted to catholic hip-hop and um the the post in question was someone saying that the effects in this movie were so good that it should get nominated for an academy award and the very first reply to it was someone talking about how the Jews will not let that happen because of uh, Hollywood and the Jews and how they hate Mel Gibson and Christianity. There's was like, reply number one. But the movie was nominated for Academy Awards. Well, they haven't gotten there yet, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> Best movie that makes the Jews look bad. <laughs> There's also a really good episode of South Park. Oh, yeah. Cartman- yeah. <laughs> Leave it to those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was this movie, and it totally did uh, fuel anti-Semitism in America. It did. Um, 
when I watched this movie for the first time, I was a uh, very confused and emotionally distraught young Christian man. And I went to it with a church group. And afterwards, Mm. after we all exited the theater, people were crying and hugging and praying together and thanking each other for sharing the experience of Christ's death. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh... Yeah. Man, you know, I I was thinking about it beforehand, like before we started recording, and I was like, you know, I have never been a religious person. I I so of course that would mean I've never been a Christian. I'm not currently a Christian. I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a pretty good guess that uh I probably will not become Christian. Um Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of fascinating things about it, but Christian Christianity also got like all the you know, it got like all the juice, like all the money, all the power, all the, you know, so they get to write whatever, they get to tell whatever great fucking story they want, you know, and and the rest of the world just has to kind of like, you know, put, fall behind in their dust. And I don't know, man, I think that like of all the religions, it just seems like Christianity is like, it's just so fucking arrogant the way it's practiced here in this country. I mean, yeah, the if you really just take the story for what it is. And I don't mean the story of the movie, but the the actual story of Jesus as best as you can decipher it from the 8 billion different versions of a story that was never written down. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's compelling and it's fascinating. And like the whole mystery of the Trinity and stuff, that stuff is really interesting because you can explain it. You know, you can have an apologetics guy explain it, but you can't ever fully grasp it, which is, of course, part of the point, you know, like the mystery of it. You can't ever fully know God or whatever. Great. But that and that stuff's fascinating. But at the same time, when you grow up in a country like this, where it's like, you know, it's just shoved down your throat everywhere you go. I mean, you and I have had, uh, you know, spent time working together in a uh, Baptist church slash school slash microculture all its own. And, you know, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yes, it's just <laughs> my son. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's such a I don't know, man. It's it's if you grow up like for me, if you grow up and you're not you don't grow up in a religious household, it's weird because you know you you meet people all the time who want you to feel bad because you don't think like they do or whatever, and it's like there's a lot of people who don't think like you do, dude. You like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And also, how Christian are you really? Like, how forgiving and loving and love your enemies? You know, it's easy to love the people that you care about, but it's not, it's very, very difficult to love your enemies. That's, that was part of why the fucking guy died. And they still don't get it. Like, I get it, and I'm not Christian. What is the big deal? (laughs) Yeah. No, no. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating to me that Christianity has become the religion of capitalism Mm -hmm. like it's 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 antithetic like i could just imagine like if if that jesus dude whatever parts of that story are true in any way if he then saw like oh this is what they did with my suffering with my execution is they turned it into this that would that would really suck (laughs) i think part of my i think part of my problem is like the, the, one of the problems I have with Christianity is that I feel like it's dead. 
And so people are reliving this dead thing over and over and over. And all these stories about, oh, but all this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it never fucking happens. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it it would make more sense to me if you had a religion that was alive, that was like, that, that grew as we grew. Not because it's fundamentally changing at its at its core or whatever, but because things change, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, as the world changes, it's a lot fucking harder to justify the Old Testament, let alone the New Testament, you know? It's like... Oh, yeah! You, I don't think you could ever justify the Old Testament. That's <laughs> a fucking nightmare. <laughs> no, no. It was literally some, like, cr- a tribe of crazy desert people came up with some mythology in a cave... <laughs> And then later, some other dudes were like, all right, maybe we should change it. And it's just, it's just, yeah. 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 I, I like, uh, I really like, uh, like the, the Greek pantheon and stuff because like part of it is that, well, like we don't really super know what the gods want. Right. We're just trying to, we're trying to figure stuff out. And also the gods keep changing their mind. Yeah. Let's go with that. Horrible things happened there too. It's bad. Any any system set up to manipulate humans for the benefit of the powerful is bad. Yeah. Um. But uh. But at least that's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got. I have no problem with the, the concept of of some sort of higher form of intelligence that's completely beyond our understanding. I I have no issue with that. I mean, how could I? I can't. I can't argue it away. Um. But there's all kinds of things I can't argue away either. So I don't spend a lot of time sweating it um but when you start to build this whole hierarchy around it and then there's all these fucking rules like catechism and you know but then there's like offshoots of, of catholicism that you know then there's vatican II, and there's all the you know it's like hmm hey, you guys don't really have your shit together do you <laughs> no, no. you got some cool <laughs> like cool carved pillars in the vatican with those weird textures and shit that look all occultish and weird but you don't really know what you're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, those guys are the top skill in Catholicism is uh, uh, you you know you keep your followers ignorant and you hire the best architects. <laughs> yes, the pomp of the of the Catholic Church knows no bounds. <laughs> and I mean the same is true in in Protestantism. Think of like the mega churches like that. The fucking Osteen family, where they found what was it like six hundred thousand stolen dollars were hiding in a bathroom wall. Fuck that! That is, you need to not. Yeah, the largest, the largest Protestant church in the United States is is a converted basketball stadium. <laughs> basketball and minor league hockey That's stadium. Right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for this Arrows game for which I'm about to receive. <laughs> you know, whenever I pass through Houston to uh, yeah, 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 catch that, some uh, minor league, <laughs> minor league hockey. <laughs> what is that? Uh, some kind of Buffalo Speedway? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck that guy, guy and his whole church. Oh man, and and his wife. She uh, can she can also that horrible some woman. things. Yeah, they are horrible yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, and Ted Cruz and his little Baptist school fucker. Oh my god, his stupid little face on the graduation <laughs> photo. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> One day, my whole family is gonna hate me, <laughs> and the rest of the country. Yeah. 
one day I'm gonna publicly not be as good at Donald Trump at things. <laughs> one day I will literally be known for my body odor. <laughs> Way to go, debate champion. <laughs> People will think of me as the store brand Marco Rubio. <laughs> oh, good. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. Yeah, fuck. Um, so, John, uh, how would you, if you had to rate this movie on a scale of uh, zero to five loathsome things, um, how would you and why? You know, this was a tough one. This was a tough one for me to rate because, like I had mentioned earlier, as far as movies go, just as cin- cinematically, it was done pretty well. It's very too early 2000 Um mm-hmm. You know, there's I have issues with that time period in film, particularly when you're talking about like CGI and stuff like that. He doesn't go too crazy with the CGI. The God's Tears raindrop thing was was lame. Um, yeah, the the gore effects were were incredibly well done. And I thought the performances were good. Uh, I thought Caviezel did a good job, although I, his nose oh, yeah. his nose looked ridiculous. That's true. It really did. And it was a little <laughs> little distracting. But um, I think I, I also have problems, you know, like very serious issues with Mel Gibson and his, his whole personal interpretation of spirituality is a very ugly and angry... And kind of hateful, blaming kind of thing, and that 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 makes me really uncomfortable when I'm watching a you know very intense, emotional two-hour movie, knowing that it's the guy behind it has this particular view about it. He was wise enough to you know confer with actual people who know stuff about religion um, to to you know get a, a more more reasonable interpretation, not just some weird, wacky you know extremist point of view, but. Taking all that stuff into account, it's hard for me to rate this movie too high because it's just not my thing. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by religion, but I've never particularly found Christianity to be the most interesting one. So for me, it's like, okay, great. You know, I'd love to see this kind of money and attention be thrown towards the story of Muhammad or something. Not Muhammad because you can't show him, but, you know, like. Oh, that would be so good, though. The Islamic faith. I mean, they're, they, they, they don't even like the movie because, you know, they consider Jesus a prophet. And you're not supposed to portray him either. So, you yeah. know, it's crazy. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it. Uh, this one's tough for me. I haven't. I'm, I'm kind of just like making it up, but. <clears throat> it's okay. I'm going to give it a, a 2.7. Oh. Well, under three, I forgive I, I, you. Yeah, a little bit better than halfway, but eh, I don't yeah. know. It's okay. What would you would you give it? I gave it a, a, a like point zero on the three. It's it's a three. It's um like it obviously contributed to to horror movies in a profound way. That's true. Um, yeah, not all good ways necessarily, yeah. Yeah. but. But a profound way. Uh, they were already working on Saw when this came out, so it's not like Saw was inspired by this, but it definitely like paved the way for that to become the success that it was. People, I guess, this gave people an appetite for um, horrific torture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd like to and... see more horrific torture in my films. So, yeah. What's that Saw movie that they were talking about? <laughs> 
What are what are some other ways that I could feel really good about seeing the human body mutilated slowly? <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's solid as a horror movie if you take away the unsavory inspirations behind it. It's interesting as a artistic attempt to retell a story. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, I it's it, it had some really cool things going for it. That said, uh one of one of my one of my grading criteria is how much I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it at all. Really? It is real unpleasant it was very unpleasant for me to watch and also this is the fewest number of viewings i've given any movie that we've reviewed i watched it twice because after the first time i was like well i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and wait and then do it do the notes on the second one because i can't cope with this (laughs) it's uh, i mean the uh it's it's yeah, like I said, I mean, it's one. It's definitely one of the most intense, pen, intense portrayals of human suffering that I've ever seen on film. I mean, it's it and it's very realistic. I mean, you, you know, they they really uh, nail it down. Like they really that that subject is really driven driven across in an accurate way. Like you feel it. You know, it's 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 tough if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff at all. This is not an easy movie to watch. No, no, it's, it's, it's a rough one. Um, I, part of it is I feel like it could be a much better movie if it wasn't trying to be so like capital F faithful. Yeah. Like if, if it wasn't trying so hard to be a movie to convert people to a belief in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I think it would have been a much better movie. To that point, I would say that I think they should definitely get someone to remake this movie. Maybe, maybe give it a slightly different name so it's not copyright infringement. But like, like get Eli Roth to make a passion play and and do this up, but no, no attempt at the like God element. Like, let's go. I think uh, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, it would be. That would be actually really cool to see something like that because yeah. <laughs> it's so it's. <laughs> yeah, like if you're a Christian, it's got to be a difficult project to 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 absorb because obviously Mel Gibson is problematic and his views are pretty fringe, and and so there's that, um, and then you know then there's the fact that this is a Hollywood depiction which he apparently paid for out of his own pocket, which is insane. Um, he made it back. He made yeah, so much money. Big, yeah, three hundred seventy million gross, I think. Jesus, um, that uh, it. It, like a, a Hollywood depiction of that story is is that's not an easy thing to get across, and like you have to have some kind of an ego to be able to make a movie like that, and tr- and then make it be so serious. I mean, because if you think about that, that that movie is that's part of the problem with that movie is that it's it's just so densely serious, you know. Like there's very very few moments of levity, and they're done in this maudlin way where it's interspersed with scenes of a man getting his ribcage exposed and then you see him like like being all nice with people and eat this as it's my flesh you know and then you're seeing his flesh getting (laughs) flogged off his ribcage it's like it's just kind of tough to watch that (laughs) yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think the only, like, joke in the movie was the time that he invented the table and chair, <laughs> where, like, then then Mary pops a squat and she was like, it'll never catch on. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe, maybe humor's not a good idea here. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, like, he, he did go into it, he was like, you know, I'm going to take creative license with yeah. the story, and of course you have to do that. But then he, it was like, it's such this weird line that he was walking of trying to make it a creative interpretation versus trying to tell a story and it's also it's just such a strange audience for it because a lot of people that watch it aren't are, a lot of people that are christian don't read right. the bible and a lot of the christians that do read the bible you know, don't have, like, English degrees or or even did well in, you know, middle school English classes yeah, and yeah. stuff. So there's not that element of critical analysis. It's not an easy, it's and, not an easy work to uh, absorb by any stretch. Absolutely. I went back and I, I read parts of, uh, like, especially the Pontius Pilate stuff, and there's a lot of subtlety in there that I never right, caught when I was right. younger. And so this was this like takes the place of telling that part of the story for a lot of yeah. people and that's that's a huge responsibility yeah. and i don't think he did it with like the super great intentions i think he did it with like all right well i'm going to show this part so that we check off you know this isn't heresy this is you know technically jesus did say like you know forgive people and love your enemy but i really want to get across the fact that you should hate the jews <laughs> Yeah, and there's just nothing lovable about his enemies. I've never I've never yeah. seen people take such glee in making someone else not feel good. It's like, <laughs> jeez, guys, like what the hell? Like that one guy, that one mean and, Roman guy who with his big gross mouth who was just, you know, like kind of the head flogger, like man, that guy was having way too much fun. <laughs> he was. He was I was surprised, like, I was like, that guy, obvious soccer goon, what, no, Roman legionnaire? Okay, I guess. Yeah, that was, yeah, there was a lot of, like, you know, like, there was people who came around, sort of, like Simon, who didn't want to have anything to do with it, like, that's not my problem, you know, here, you, you carry yeah. the cross or whatever, you know, and he's like, eh, that's not my problem, and then he kind of comes around, and you can tell that Jesus is moved by it, and it's like, he's human, dude, you know, like, People yeah. who aren't sick, <laughs> who aren't, like, demented, you, you know, will feel that way. They, they don't necessarily believe who you, that you're who you say you are. They're just human, and they feel bad for you because you're kind of suffering a little bit. Like, I would help the guy yeah. carry the yeah. cross, too, and I don't believe in that crap either, but I couldn't stand there and watch someone suffer like that. Yeah, yeah, that was he, easily the best character in the whole yeah. movie, was, was like that dude, he was like, well look, dude, I'm gonna carry this cross, but people are gonna think that I'm like the bad guy, and so he's like, alright, I'm gonna help this guy, just remember, I'm like a cool guy, you guys. <laughs> and then at the end he's like, man, really sucks to be that guy. I'm free to go? Later. Yeah, okay, <laughs> cool, that was a lot of fun, thanks for... Helping me get in my 10,000 steps. Could you pass the word along that I was the good guy in this? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> they kept they kept beating Jesus even when he was there. <laughs> when attempt to be like, uh, excuse me, that got very close to my hand. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor, sir. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> also, big kudos on the construction of that cross. Out of all of the crosses I've seen, that one looked super rad. It did. It, it was a when it was a real cross. I mean, it was super heavy. I know that. Caviezel dislocated his fucking shoulder the first time they dropped it on him. It's just... Jeez. If, if I was him, I'd be pretty upset. Like, they really... they That guy almost died making that movie. There, yeah. There's no reason yeah. for that. That doesn't need to happen. Maybe he wanted to, and he's a little sad that he didn't. I'm a little sad that he didn't, because now he's back. Oh! hey <laughs> he's, he's back, and he's on your message boards. <laughs> Oh, man. That's the worst. Oh, yeah. Him and Ben um, Kingsley. Like, Ben Kingsley thought he was Gandhi after he made Gandhi, right? Didn't he have a hard time getting uh, out of character? I have no idea that would really suck to have to be Gandhi. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm still on a hunger strike or whatever. It's like, dude, you're not even Indian. How could you possibly think you're Gandhi? <laughs> I think I might be Gandhi. I'm like, dude, you're not Gandhi. You're fucking British. Calm down. <laughs> You are so privileged. She's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to snap out of this until Sasha Baron Cohen licks my armpit or I lick his. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yes. Good. <laughs> Sorry. You rang. Uh, so go watch The Life of Brian. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Go watch The Life of Brian. Uh, go watch Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. The Last Temptation of yep. Christ. Uh, any others? That's it. Year One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Tim LaHaye series. Those are good. Oh, man. I was thinking about that. This this movie came out like smack dab in the middle of Left Behind and The Da Vinci Code. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is, isn't it? It's a Left Behind yeah. Da Vinci Code sandwich. Yep, it, it, it is the the flesh in the middle of that sandwich. Uh, have you seen the Left Behind film adaptation starring Nicolas Cage? No, but I think you've told me about its glories. Nic- yes, Nicolas Cage. Just, yeah. Oh my god. See, and that is what we need. If Eli Roth were to direct an adaptation of The Passion of the Christ, it should be starring Nicolas Cage as Jesus. Oh, man. That would be fantastic. But like old, fat Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage from Pig as Jesus. (laughs) He dieted for your sins. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right, so yeah, go watch other horror movies. Uh, Go watch a replay of the final minutes of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in uh, criminally located Qatar. Mm -hmm. And um, do other good things. Only good things, please. Yes, only good things. Uh, I I don't know what I'm talking about, really. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry you all have to die.